Okay, well, we're coming towards the end now of our um, time together. And I think you'll agree with me um, just how amazing it's felt this year to meet in person from a carol service kind of feels extra special and it feels to me like we're just sneaking it in this year before everything changes. Last year lots of us watched remotely and I know there are people tonight watching remotely at home and you're so welcome to be with us. Last year we watched a brilliant pre-recorded beautiful masterpiece of singing just like we've seen tonight. Thanks guys. Um, and some of us will have watched uh, really mighty cathedrals singing with choirs in robes. But being present is very different. You can't feel the atmosphere. Um, you can't smell the kind of candles or just sort of being in it. It's something quite different, isn't it? I know that we are social creatures and we function really well when we get together with others. If we see something beautiful like a sunset or we're out for a beautiful walk, we want somebody there with us. And even for the greatest of our introverts, um, and you know who you are because you're secretly hoping for a mini lockdown. (laughs) Yeah, you know who you are. Even for you guys, long-term without others is not a good thing. When we stop interacting with a wide range of people, we just lose something. In fact, some would suggest we lose something of ourselves. We might lose perspective or compassion. We might lose a bit of creativity. I know in the workplace, we lose that bouncing off ideas with others that all that work that goes on that's not at our desk but kind of happens during our lunch break or when we're getting a coffee. And you know what they say about long-distance relationships? They don't always work so well, do they? And I know I've got experience of that. The distance some of us feel right now between us and family and friends, maybe work colleagues, is noticeable. We've been living with this for almost two years, but it's still relatively new. We know a kind of before. It isn't like we've forgotten entirely what that was like. And as we are looking now for further restrictions, I know that many of us will be feeling a bit of sadness and grief at thinking about what that might mean. And don't get me wrong, human beings are so adaptable. We are incredibly good at that. We can change very fast, and we've seen that in the innovative things that have happened during this time. But there's no doubt that something gets lost. Trying to connect through a text message or an email or on screen, it really helps. It's brilliant, isn't it? But it's not the same. And of course, on top of this, when we're really struggling, maybe emotionally or physically, We want somebody with us. We want someone present. We're not interested in remote help. We want them there to hug us, to hold us, to tell us that they are with us. And I know in our church community over the last couple of years, there's been times when we felt totally helpless. 
because we haven't been able to go and be with people when they've gone into hospital. And we know the agony and the isolation that gives them when they can't have visitors. And we can't go and say, we're with you, not just in prayer, but we're with you. Perhaps you've experienced some of this over the last couple of years yourself. As Christians, at Christmas, we celebrate not just friends and families coming together, although that is really good, but when that doesn't happen, Christmas isn't cancelled, as they say. It still happens. And we love the fact that people are kind to each other. Lots of people are kind, aren't they? It's not just a Christian thing. Celebrating other human beings and being gracious and loving and making sure that we care for each other is really important. But as Christians, we celebrate a fundamental belief that God came to be with us. Not remotely, but with us. Not a message, not a picture, not a little hand-down thing, but face to face. The people that were alive at the time of Jesus experienced God face to face, one-to-one in a way that hadn't been experienced since the dawn of time. And this week, millions of Christians around the world are celebrating this moment in history, the moment God came to be with us. And they similarly testify today that he is still with us. And that can be hard to get our heads around sometimes. Christian faith is more than studying the past, and it's more than just kind of a hope for the future. But it is now. It is present. It is a present reality. And at Christmas, Christians can celebrate this more than ever. It's a belief that God came into the world to be with us, not just to tell us it would be okay, but to come and dwell next to us, to walk with humans, to be born, to experience life, to know what it is to grieve, to know what it is to have friends, to know what it is to have people abandon you. And in the account from John's Gospel, we just had read to us, it says this, and this is John's words. He says, the word, and that's his, his name for Jesus. Just, there's lots more, but that'll do for now. The word became flesh, human, and made his dwelling amongst us. He made his home here. Some translations said he moved into the neighborhood. Quite like that. And John's writing, like many of the gospel writers, as an eyewitness, someone who saw and knew Jesus. He knew what it was to have him move in, to be next to him. And he writes, we've seen his glory. And that is, we see who he really is. He revealed himself. He showed us who he is. Now, it's all very well doing things remotely, isn't it? We can learn a lot about people uh, through uh, someone telling us how great they were or sending us a letter. I've got some friends, and they... uh, met each other very briefly before one of them went abroad for a significant amount of time. And during that time, they wrote loads of words. And when I mean loads, can you imagine the emails? Because one email alone was 10,000 words. 
Now just take that in. They must have known so much about each other. But that was nothing compared to what would actually take place when they could see each other face to face. That first-hand experience of how amazing each other was couldn't really take place just through a letter. If we think about today how we experience God, we'll all experience God slightly differently, and that's okay. We can certainly point to, some people can point to evidence. They'll say, I see God in creation. I see God in other human beings. We can read about him in the Bible, and we can see the words of Jesus himself. We can listen to others' views about him, testimonies of the experience they've had with him. But nothing will compare to that kind of first-hand encounter. We're told in the Bible that we can experience God through, ooh, <laughs> through the Holy Spirit. That Jesus is God's way of us knowing him fully firsthand. John, in that opening paragraph of his gospel, he writes, No one has ever seen God, but God the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in the closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. It's through an encounter with Jesus, through the Spirit, that we fully begin to get to know God. We see who he is. We can read testimonies about him. We can hear what others say. But to know him, we need the Holy Spirit. John records Jesus' words and actions, and you can read them in John's Gospel. You can download it on your phone or grab a Bible. And in it, you'll hear these words of Jesus, where he testifies as well, saying, anyone who's seen me has seen the Father. And by the Father, he just means God. At Christmas, as Christians, we remember that Jesus came to be with us. He came to show us in a really simple way who God is. The simplest way for him to show us is to become like us. It's a bit like if you have some ants on the floor. I've heard this before. I'm not sure if it will help, but you can try. If you have some ants and you want to help the ants understand who you are, if you become an ant, it's much easier for them to get it. <laughs> I don't know if that's helpful. But Jesus came. He came to not only show us what God is like, for us to experience him firsthand, but to invite all people to know him. And the story of the Bible is one that starts with human beings and God knowing each other intimately, being friends, walking with one another in the garden. It's this picture of this close friendship between human beings and God. But it's also, the Bible tells us a picture where human beings have rejected God or the idea of him. And this relationship is broken down. There's a distance there. And as Christians, we might say some of the evil we see around us is because of that. We know as we think about it, is there evil in the world? Yes, there is. Is there sometimes evil in us? Yeah, sometimes we get things wrong. Perhaps we wouldn't describe it as evil, but we'd know it would be wrong. And this distance between ours and God is what leaves us with that sense that something might be missing. 
It's the distance that Jesus came to close. We can feel this distance sometimes with that nagging feeling that something's not quite there, that something's missing from our lives. And sometimes we don't even know what that something is until we experience it. I remember last year, a friend of mine came around my house just after lockdown eased and you could have some in your home. And we caught up together and we thought we'd been chatting about an hour and we looked at our watches, we'd been going four hours. It was so amazing. We're like, oh, I've missed this so much. But imagine being one of the lockdown babies, as they're known, and never having gone outside or met loads of people. You've only ever known the walls of your house, maybe, and suddenly you're exposed to all these people and these amazing things before you. And this is sometimes how people describe their experience with Jesus. When they meet him through the Holy Spirit, they say, it's something new. I didn't think this was possible. I wasn't expecting it. I didn't really even ask for it, some of them say. But I encountered God in a way I didn't know was possible. And they're often left with joy and a hunger for more. John writes in verse 11 that Jesus, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive or recognize him. They've been without him for so long, they weren't really able to think, oh yeah, that's the thing that I'm missing. Yet it says to him who did receive him, to those who believed, he gave the right to become children of God. And this idea, children of God, expresses the idea of the closest relationship. Remember, we talked about how God and human beings walk together in a close relationship. And here we see it again, the closest relationship we can imagine, perhaps, is that between a parent and a child. And at Christmas, remember, we celebrate that God came to his children. He made the first move. And today, God reminds us that he wants us to know him. Christmas, we celebrate that God became human, perhaps that we might remember that we were created to be a child of God. And you've probably experienced God for yourself. If I ask you, has there been a moment in your life or a thing where you thought, oh, yeah. Often people will say, oh, yeah, there was that one time. It might have been that you say, well, sometimes I experience God through creation, like a walk on a frosty day or a stunning view or a kind word from another human being. Or something clicking into place in your thoughts. Perhaps tonight you're aware that there's a sense of something bigger than yourself here. You might be at home and think you're alone and yet you're sensing something, a presence that's welcoming you. God came in Jesus and he will come again. Christians believe that. But they also believe that he is present now that he is wanting to be in our lives daily, not just in carol services and special moments when life's going well, but in the mess too, in those difficult moments. So I'm going to end with a prayer. And it's prayer to invite Jesus through his Holy Spirit to be with you every day. 
And if you would like to pray this, all you have to do is say amen at the end, which just means I agree. So let's pray. Yeah, Jesus, as we're here tonight, we might be hearing you whispering to us. And if you're real, we pray that you would come into my life now. Help me to know you more fully each day. Please send your Holy Spirit so that I can get to know you in person. Please forgive me for my part in the mess that the world is in. And help me live for you from this moment on. Amen.